Good evening and welcome to Queerlicious with me, Romal. Today on Queerlicious, I have no guest. Instead, we're going to be talking about religion and homosexuality and the kind of, uh, inter- you know, kind of interpretations, the kind of opinions that a lot of people who are part of religions and who have a faith kind of have about homosexuality. I'd like all of you who are listening to be a part of this particular show. Soon. So let's start from the very beginning and let's start from where this argument is stemming from. A lot of people within the queer community have chosen uh, to to um, you know, uh, look towards atheism, look towards um, you know a, a complete a rational way of looking at the non-existence of God and things like that, and that's generally the, the larger population, especially within India. But across the world and also in India, there are a lot of people who are trying to make peace between their religious beliefs and their homosexuality as an identity. So today we're trying to talk about those issues. If any of y'all are uh, practicing um, <clears throat> practicing Christians, Muslims, Hindus, whatever religion or whatever faith you might like to follow or if any of y'all are uh, very strong atheists who have an opinion on uh, why religion uh, should not be, uh, you know <laughs> should not be uh, practiced by people who are also, who also identify as homosexuals, then go ahead and tell me so this is a soundboard, this is basically a place where you can come and, oh, you know express any kind of opinion anything is fine, not, nobody's personal opinions are going to be attacked here and um, I would really like people to talk about it more importantly. We've been talking about religion all day today on Q Radio, especially because um, uh, there were protests recently in Chennai uh, by a bunch of uh, Christian organizations that were trying to prove that uh, homosexuality is completely sinful and that by you know repealing 377, India might be committing a huge sin. But one must realize that these Christian organizations, especially within India, do not represent the larger scale of Christianity and there are a lot of people within the Christian church who do not have such strong negative opinions. To quickly um, uh, take a few examples from uh, the Wikipedia page on um, um, LGBT affirming Christian denominations, there are quite a few churches across the, I mean, across the world that actually are uh, pro-homosexuality uh, or pro-LGBT identities. The list is quite huge. You've got, um, you've got in North America, you've got quite a few churches, including the um, Ecumenical Catholic Church, uh, the Ecumenical Catholic Communion, the Christian Church, Evangelical Anglican Church in America, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the Episcopal Church, and there's quite, I mean, that that list is really huge. All you need to do is go to Wikipedia and search for LGBT affirming Christian denominations, and you'll get quite a huge, huge list of churches that across the world have started accepting homosexual identities. When it comes to Islam, also, there are quite a few uh, Islamic um, um, you know, leaders who are talking about how Islam is not necessarily anti-LGBT. But we'll get into more serious discussions in a bit from now. Give me your your side of this particular argument about why you think religion should be kept out of our sexual identity. On that note, let's quickly go into the song, but I'll be right back in just a bit. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Hi and welcome back to Queerlicious. We're talking about religion and homosexuality today in life, but also keeping in mind the kind of persecution across the world that homosexuals face by fundamental religious groups. I've got Anand with me on the line right now. Hi Anand, welcome to the show. Hi, Roman. Hi Anand, where are you calling from? I'm calling just leaving work. I was heading back home. I thought I'd give my two cents on this particular topic. Awesome. Okay, are you calling in from Bangalore? 
Yes, I'm in Bangalore. Yes. Okay, so Anand, you'll have to be a little bit more um, clearer because your voice is breaking up. But oh, go sorry. ahead. Yeah. So tell Can me. Tell me now. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. Yeah. Basically, the idea is actually I was just thinking of this topic, and it's like I'm an agnostic person. I was raised Hindu. However, um, from seeing religion uh, affect my life, I was not really into it as mm-hmm. much. Uh, I know all the information, but I'm not into the religious aspect of it. Okay. But specifically to do with homosexuality, you mm-hmm. understand. Everything that they say is, is uh, comes across very hypocritical. Mm-hmm. So first of all, uh, they talk about uh, we doing something called a sin, right? Okay. Uh, at the same time, for example, Catholics will have uh, they go to the Nigur Mass, they have they eat the blood of Christ. They, mm-hmm. uh, they, they eat so they eat the uh, body of Christ and blood. Can we immediately make an assumption that they are being cannibalistic? No, we cannot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is their uh, religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's not a direct um, explanation of how they will be here in real life. Mm-hmm. Correct? That's one thing. They're hypocritic about that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, when uh, Muslims kill their food, they, they bleed it to death. Mm-hmm. Can we say for that reason that they are barbaric in their nature? Mm-hmm. We cannot, because that is again a uh, a jump that we are not supposed to make as logical human beings. Okay. Which is again a hypocrisy that is being pushed forward, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, they also make this statement that uh, the queer people are pedophiles or queer people will mm-hmm. go ahead and do this and that and mm-hmm. stuff. But they have no actual proof. Everything is based on an opinion mm-hmm. that they seem to have based on a preconception that they have actually not actually met any queer people. Okay. Which is the problem. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that has been happening a lot these days is like, uh, queer, the being being queer is a foreign concept. Okay. We brought, I don't know, somehow we brought it up from the West, I don't know, and we decided to like, okay, say, okay, we need we need everything from the West, including these, uh, this particular point. Okay. But we completely forget to notice that uh, we have had uh, Jinnaks, we've had uh, transgenders, mm-hmm. so history, we've had examples of it. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to understand that at some point, at some point, we were uh, enlightened enough to understand that we cannot always be so negative towards it, right? Mm-hmm. And since uh, we take, for example, uh, Christianity, Islam, are all foreign religions. Mm-hmm. Can we say that just because they are foreign, mm-hmm. we should not have them as well? No, we cannot, because they are part of our culture, because mm-hmm. they've come here, they've lived here, we mm-hmm. build our societies. We cannot be so uh, stiff in that, in, that, in that sense, you know? Okay. Also, they say uh, being gay is a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. Uh, I, I don't agree with that point, but if they say being gay is a choice, mm-hmm. okay, is it not the duty of a government? Forget mm-hmm. about whether it's uh, uh, a religious institution. It's about a government. Mm-hmm. Every citizen has a right. Being that's what secular means. When you say mm-hmm. I want a secular country, every True. citizen has a right. Correct. And also, if you say uh, being gay is a choice, then being religious is a choice. But they True. are given equal rights. Yes. Is that not fundamental hypo- hypocrisy on their part? I want I want them basically to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. I, I was, the, the weirdest part was when I see these shows on uh, TV and mm-hmm. stuff. No one actually gives tells them. Okay, you are saying something that's going completely against the secular fundamental of India. Okay. And how can you ask for secular rights? for your community hmm. and deny it for others. No one actually asks them directly that. Hmm. They're always given a position of respect just because they're religious leaders. True. Now, while I completely yeah. agree with you, Anand, I completely agree that a democracy should not function on the mere support of large religious communities and the rest of it, what we have to realize is democracy as a concept is, is you know, one of the most tarnished concepts in the world. Like, at its very basic, democracy is the simplest thing you could think of. But when you look at the democracies that exist in the world today, especially functioning democracies almost all big democracies 
countries and I'm not talking about small countries I'm not talking right. about Scandinavian nations or Switzerland right. or any of those places but huge populous countries you know with say over a billion uh, 10 billion people 10 million is too much okay over a billion people exactly. yeah so say, those kind of populations generally almost all countries have this problem like even America which I mean the United States of America which always claims that they're a secular nation also have the same problem that a lot of their um, a lot of their laws a lot of the way they think a lot of whatever they do is based on extreme um, orthodox Christian principles and there's well, a huge yeah. debate also that's I would get to that hmm. you mentioned America saying that they are a secular country you have to understand that 80% or 90% of the people do not accept it as a secular country because the idea is that they are the, the most of the people who came to America in the beginning were Irish uh, Irish immigrants and then some Italian immigrants All absolutely but also you, you have to realize that that's the same problem in India while ideologically we all are very proud about being a secular nation in reality we really aren't because at the end no, of the day the religious idea, no, the reason why I'm saying India is different is mm-hmm. because at some point, see, India also originally was mostly Hindu. It so still is. It's 80% percent Hindu, yes. Yeah, but still, there were a lot of immigrants who came here. And we decided as as human beings mm-hmm. that it is not fair, basically, say, okay, we're going to be completely Hindu. We, can't, we decided that's not, that's not realistic because we educated every single religious minority. They have their rights. They need to be able to practice without being any um, persecution. Absolutely. So we decided as a group. Absolutely, Anand, but what you're, you're completely forgetting, while, as I said, I completely agree with you, but what you're forgetting to realize is that time has passed. When India was fighting for its independence, we had a lot of idealists now who are who were then representing the Congress party, which was the only party in power. And these were people who believed in ideals like secularism, blah, 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 and the rest of it, and which is why they created India to be one of the most strongest democracies, at least on paper. Okay. Correct. Sadly, the party has changed now, so let's not even talk about the Congress right now because there's absolutely no point in it but my point is over time sadly fundamentalism has crept into India too and because of the fact that Hindus represent 80% of this country now that you have a party that stands for fundamentalism at the end of the day the Hindu voice cannot be ignored which should not it should be ignored technically law should not look at religion technically the parliament should not look at religion but at the end of the day these are idealistic notions across the world huge democracies are fighting with it every single day you know the problem is sadly as much as you and I think that okay religion is a choice often more than not to a large part of this country it isn't a choice. Like a lot of people assume that if I'm born Hindu, then I'm Hindu and I don't have a choice about it. Similarly, if I'm born in a Christian family, I'm Christian and I don't have a choice about it. So this idea of an educated religious believer is something that is is a big myth in India right now. No, I I personally... Uh, Just hold on. We've got another caller calling in. Just hold on. Hi, welcome to the show. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Romal. This is Aditya from Pune. Hi, Aditya. Thank, thank you for calling in. I've got Anand on the other line. Aditya, but quickly tell me, what is your argument concerning this topic? So what I think is that usually people believe that to believe in God, you need to believe in a religion. And that's why the whole problem comes in. Absolutely. I but I, you know, I... Personally, I do not believe in that, but I agree. A large part of the, the community, a large part of the country, a large part of the world believes in that, mm-hmm. yes. So almost just like, uh, <clears throat> I'm gay, but I have a religion, mm-hmm. and I want to believe in God, and to believe in God, I have to follow a religion, and my religion does not allow it, so should mm-hmm. I? So it sort of almost causes a, a conflict within your own personality. Mm-hmm. So it depends people if they want to be related with religion or do they want to relate themselves with God. Okay. 
No, actually, I, I, what Aditya said makes a lot of sense. Go ahead. I Aditya, by the way, say hi to Anand. Anand, say hi, hi. to Aditya. <laughs> hi, Anand. Hi. Uh, yes, Aditya, I can see the, the, the problems with uh, you being religious and having to believe in something mm-hmm. about yourself, right? But you have to understand one thing. Uh, what is God to you? Forget about what the religion says. Yes, the religion is like a starting point to get information. Like, for example, if you take Hinduism, for example, There are so many varied types of things we believe, including from our parents, from our grandparents, everything. But what does it mean to you as a person? So what what is more, what do most people do? They adapt the religion to their lifestyle or to what they do, correct? So my advice to most gay people, including myself, I'm, I'm out, I'm proud, my parents know I'm gay, and they realize yeah. that uh, religion cannot basically hold me back or they can't hold them back. Because yeah. In Definitely. the end, what does God preach? Think about the, 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 the general definition of every God, or even, <laughs> even if, uh, agnostics or atheists, what is their idea generally? So, to be benevolent, to be uh, for good society, Loving. God will want that more than anything else. Exactly. For any religion, God will want the good of the family, the good of the people, and the interactions within the family, because for him, if those do, those do well, then uh, the entire creation goes well. So, yes. if you look at the, the beauty of what God represents, rather than the negative of what um, the, the, the things that are being purported in His name, we, can, yes. we come to an understanding that we can be what we are, but also be uh, a religious person. That's what I think. Yeah. For example, I identify mm-hmm. as a Sikh. Awesome. And I don't see any problems. Uh, Absolutely, you shouldn't. I believe in my own interpretation of religion i believe in my own interpretation of what i think god is and how how i am in the eyes of god i am so, so happy you brought that up because anand that's exactly what i was trying to get to like while we're having this debate about um religion and what religion means to people and faith and things like that mm-hmm. one has to realize that across the world there is a movement among young people especially who are slowly moving away from defining themselves as religious people to people who have a faith and that i think is yeah. a beautiful beautiful move like for example what you said is is so is it resonates with the exact kind of feeling that i have which is i have taken my own religious beliefs and made it my own faith and i i do as i please and i think what is right and i i decide that for myself which is exactly what you're doing with sikhism and i'm so happy that you did because i've really never come across another sikh who said the same thing but um i completely second you aditya but going back to anand's discussion anand you were trying to make a point yeah Um, I'm kind of lost. So <laughs> the, the idea was basically that you were saying basically that uh, since India is uh, has lost that multicultural, sorry, that 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 understanding that an ideal um, system should be there where every human being is treated. You know, I'm I'm not saying that it's lost. It basically, I'm I'm going to make a very large statement here. A lot mm-hmm. of people are going to beat me up for this, but I'm going to make the statement anyway. At the time of independence, when the freedom struggle was going on, yeah. a lot of the ideals that were present in the common man in India sadly have been wiped out. Like for example, if you if you talk to people who are part of the independence struggle, they will talk to you about secularism. They will talk to you about how Hindu and Muslim are not different. They will talk to you about how Christians and everyone else are also Indians, but those ideas, sadly, in the last sixty years, have been non-stop attacked by fundamentalists, and these are not just Hindu fundamentalists, but Christian fundamentalists and Islamic fundamentalists. Yeah, and that's actually, I would disagree with you on that particular point because uh, Pakistan would not would not have actually formed if mm-hmm. this was this was really the case. 
However, that's not the, the point I was trying to make is. No, no. Again, uh, there, Anand. I'm sorry, Anand. Yeah. I have to yeah, disagree yeah. with you. Pakistan was not formed because the masses wanted Pakistan. Pakistan was formed because a certain political party wanted it. There was I no mass. Uh, want to live there or to be. Yeah, there was no mass opinion taken into consideration. It was I'll, just. I'll a, yeah. So you cannot say that. Uh, you know that, yeah. th- that was what people wanted. It was definitely not what people wanted. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But no, my, my thing is more with the present context. You see, uh, the thing is when you go date, imagine you are a person who basically thinks negative about gay people, right? Mm-hmm. For you, the, the basic idea should be. I mean, I'm talking about as a as a normal Indian person, mm-hmm. or uh, like a, from a religious uh, perspective. Okay, I believe these things. However, the government is giving me certain rights to do protect my religion in peace, mm-hmm. uh, not be attacked for it by by other religions. Mm-hmm. At the same time, should I not, as a, a reasonable Indian citizen, accord that right to another minority? Hmm. So I'm I'm still a little confused about w- what are you trying to tell me. So w- I'm saying that the empathy is what we're missing. It's not about whether um, uh, it's religious fundamental. I think it's empathy on a large scale. We basically don't empathize with our fellow man walking in the road. But is, is that what you want from a democracy? Do you want empathy from a democracy or do you want rights? That, that's another big argument. See, rights come only after enough people to have empathy. It's See, because Anand, you have to realize that a large part of the, the, the religious community is empathizing with us, okay? And no, the, they're not. No, I'll tell so you why. When I, when I say empathy, I'll explain what I mean. They're, they're looking at us and saying, uh, you know, like for example, a large part of the Christian community, and let me just talk about them, mm-hmm. generally say, oh, they really don't have any other option or, you know, do not judge the sin, love the sinner, these kind of things are, are, are what are what generally across religions people have to to say to people who are part of the the movement saying that, oh, you know what, our religion is also very accepting of you, but, but at the same time, we're not going to accept the sin that you're doing. In Hinduism, for example, a lot of people, especially a lot of people that I know, generally have this whole thing about, oh, Papa, you know, he doesn't really have a choice, so what can he do about it? So... My 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 whole idea of empathy, sympathy, and um, it's it's a very thin line, and I, I don't think no, that's exactly actually, what we I want. Like, I like the point you brought up. That, that that phrase, love the sin, but hate sorry, love the sinner, but hate the sin. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most incorrectly used lines. In the exactly. Of all. Exactly. When they say that, when they say that, when they say love love the person, it's all about you being identified as part of their. A group like basically they say they saying I love you because you if it's for them you're a Christian hmm. yeah I, I love another Christian because you're part of my Christian group I have to love you hmm. if I don't love you then I'm going against everything that Jesus Christ prays absolutely he says, love absolutely. everyone love hmm. thy neighbor he says so the, the problem for them is they want to hate the person but they cannot because so they want to hate the person because that's sin hmm. but they cannot because at some point it, it, it clashes with some other statement that is being made so they make this is a compromise they use this thing, love the sin. To me, that, that statement in the first place itself is an in, uh, incorrect, invalid statement. They cannot make a statement. Mm-hmm. That is basically a complete hypocrisy, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Aditya, do you okay. have any uh, comments on that? Yeah. I'd, I'd also like to put in something new as well. Mm-hmm. For example, as far as I come across this uh, situation where people want to identify to a religion as well, mm-hmm. it's almost this that um, I am homosexual, but I want to. I will. I still want to continue with my religious lifestyle. Absolutely. For example, uh, I I still want to continue the, the 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 way I am as a Muslim. I still want to do. I want to have this. I still want to continue the same practices as a Hindu. Absolutely. And there's 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 this great conflict that 
that come arises at that very point mm-hmm. and it's also because of the fact log kya kahenge syndrome in india as we all have <laughs> i like how we, you just we, named it log kya kahenge syndrome but okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so it's almost about uh, what will other people think Absolutely. we and we let our religious identities and our spiritual identities be defined by the people around us mm-hmm. rather than defining them for ourselves which is exactly so what religion should be it should be an individual identity exactly yeah it's it's gone from this sort of uh, the way it should be self nurturing the way mm. a person grows spiritually it sort of loses it down the line when we start thinking of what other people will think of us absolutely so that's I, what i wanted to add i like what he said basically like uh, mm-hmm. we judge we just judge based on what uh, society is telling about True. our religion right but w- one thing i have uh, i can only speak from terms of hinduism because i i before i became agnostic mm-hmm. i read a lot about hinduism i read mm-hmm. about all the religion basically mm-hmm. but the idea one very interesting thing especially hinduism considering they were they are very highly uh, Uh, high hindu country mm-hmm. is that even krishna in his bhagavad gita says very clearly do not preach to others mm-hmm. what i preached to you right now he says very specifically religion has to be your own personal thing you have to it is ajna very clearly you have to be personal in your religion you can't go and tell your, your subject okay this is what i said just follow it he says very clearly and it's ironical that all these uh, babas and and uh, religious leaders from the from the hindu community go and say oh no we can tell you what what is the right thing to do mm-hmm. when actually he says very clearly himself he says do not tell others what to do it is very clear in bhagavad gita so i was i was so thought religion is very personal mm-hmm. and even even hinduism says be personal about it don't exactly and i'm it's really sad how religion has yeah. become organized religion all across the world yeah. and i'm i'm so happy that there are a lot of people who are you know actually taking steps personal steps towards creating their own faiths and saying that religion is my personal identity it's very much part of my personal identity and i will believe in what i want to believe that's definitely a good thing but I, you know i think right now sadly we are a minuscule minority to <laughs> take the words <laughs> no no i'm saying it's uh, we're a minuscule minority of no i'm saying we're a minority in terms of people who are actually talking and saying that listen ah, i have this faith but i i don't believe in your religious ideals and your orthodoxy very few people that's actually standing true, up and doing that yeah that's and i love i, I love the fact that i just use minuscule minority <laughs> yeah and <laughs> romal yeah i also see this that it also becomes a problem when people start to take religious texts literally i know that's a huge problem I mean, across religions they start taking religious texts literally and right. it's not as if they take things literally when it comes to smoking and drinking mm-hmm. and premarital sex or mm-hmm. things like getting tattoos but they always get offended when it comes to homosexuality which mm-hmm. i just don't see the logic of <laughs> okay so, aditya i'm so happy yeah. i have you on air right now but i'm going to ask you does sikhism say anything um, you know openly against homosexuality does it even have an opinion on it No, I've read the Guru Granth Sahib mm-hmm. myself, which is the holy text. Mm-hmm. And the Guru Granth Sahib, I think, is a beautiful religious text because mm-hmm. it's all in praise of God. Okay. It does not say it does not have do's and don'ts. It's mm-hmm. almost this, this book which talks about how God is in everything and how every single thing that we see around us is a creation of God and how you should see God in everything else and how. treat people treat other people with respect in order to get respect mm-hmm. it has a lot more life lessons in it rather okay. than 
having do's and don'ts and i don't i have never ever come across any open statement in any of my religious texts that says mm-hmm. homosexuality is condemned okay so Uh, so, I would disagree with any Sikh person across the hmm. world if they were to say that in the Guru Granth Sahib there is something against homosexuality. Yeah, I have never heard of that being said, but I, I would like to ask you. So I know there are a lot of Sikh leaders and there are a lot of people who who the community looks up to. So have any of them made any homophobic statements so far? Uh, as far as I see in my community, mm-hmm. uh, a religious leader does not really make any such homophobic mm-hmm. comments. Mm-hmm. or at least i have not come across them so far mm. so then However, generally think, within a sikh family if someone is trying to convince you that being homosexual is wrong what are the kind of arguments that they use so the sort of arguments that are used are uh, quite typical okay uh, because you know we we live in this heteronormative structure where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are supposed to get married you're supposed to have a family and you're supposed to have kids mm-hmm. and being homosexual means that you are going against this order mm-hmm. and basically the arguments that are made get made in front of someone who's homosexual is mm-hmm. that oh you're breaking the family we mm-hmm. will not have grandchildren or oh, the world has come to an end all the drama <laughs> that happens in every indian family across india mm-hmm. uh, across the world as well so th- basically that is put forth but no one says that um, what are you doing I'm is not heard anyone say oh you will burn in hell or oh. you will so so you all have know. it a little bit luckier than the christians and muslims <laughs> 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 at least you don't have to have people you know fl- literally flaring the bible at you going like you are a sinner you will die you will go to hell yeah. the, the, ironic, the, the ironic thing is when 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 my parents came to know the only thing my father said was i feel bad for you because you're going to have a difficult life mm. because he, he realized he's, he's a very pragmatic man in that sense he said he realized that every step the way there will be something blocking me mm. you know since my mother being a little bit more conservative a little bit more scripture based she said uh, she didn't even mention scripture she just said uh, i wish i had a, you you missing out the chance to have a wife and children so that's the first thing mothers go to you know you should just turn out to your mom and said but i'll have a husband and i can have children <laughs> that, that they don't want to discuss that because it's like it's an alien concept when i told her what well, there was there was gay hmm. she said What is that? Is it two guys being friends? Very good friends. Wow! <laughs> I really wish that's what gay meant. Two guys being friends. <laughs> But that's not her reaction. She's very innocent that way. Mm-hmm. But after explaining it, she was like, she felt like, oh, that they were not going to have a wife. Oh, okay. That's still her problem. But at the end, at the end, parents, one thing is, when they love you, right? Mm. They actually will set you free. It's automatic. It's just, it's, it's just fear we have that we will lose our parents. Mm. because that's all we know right from day one we know our parents mm-hmm. you know and then parents are scared they will lose their relatives so they push they pressure you because so cool. parents again is their it's their family structure that that is been through with them for so long mm-hmm. see indian indian families are larger and well knit together True. so everything in their life is their relatives mm-hmm. they don't realize that even though uh, even in the end the child the next generation is more important than relatives because the relatives going to leave soon right it's going to be the child is going to stay on Uh, a very well put a, lo- a very famous sociological professor from the Univ- Delhi University basically said that yeah. you know the problem with India is basically that while we've quickly moved towards the nuclear family our sensibilities haven't yet and that's exactly. something that I think is very true because right. even though we are separate families now we're still very bothered about what the relations say and what the yeah. you know the next round of relations say and what you know our grandfathers and grandmothers and their aunts and their uncles and everything matters to us today and that, that's really sad so 
while our families it's a strength as well it's a strength at times yes it's a weakness it's a double edged sword basically when it comes to identity i think it's always a weakness because within big families it's always really hard to have your unique identity so <laughs> thank you so unless, much unless they, they are accepting then you have can have your unique identity true that also but you know when people are too accepting then often more than not you rebel for no reason so <laughs> then that's your personal problem not the uh, uh, family i'm not cool any last words aditya um all i would say is that as far as my religion what it tells me mm-hmm. is that i don't have to go to the himalayas and take sanyas mm-hmm. i don't have to do anything mm-hmm. i just have to live my life mm-hmm. and have gratitude for the things that i have around me and to love everything that comes my way Awesome. That's yeah, indeed that's my very, very, very stunning. Thank you so much for joining me, Aditya and Anand. Thank you. Yeah, lovely talking to you guys. Yeah. Have a nice day. Bye. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Hi and welcome back to Queerlicious. It's 53 minutes past 7 o'clock and we're talking about religion today on uh, this episode of Queerlicious. I've got Jabin right now with me on air. Jabin is calling in from Trichy. Welcome to the show, Jabin. Hi, Romel. Thank you so much for calling in, Vij. Tell me, Jabin. I think uh, this show is so important that you should not even play songs in this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we need a break because we had almost like a 45-minute discussion before this. So <laughs> it's, it's good it's to so, have a break. It's so lovely that people are, uh, you mm-hmm. know... Uh, interested in this and calling in absolutely so i just wanted to you know register my comments about uh, ahead, religion and my sexuality mm-hmm. because uh, i have been uh, very badly affected by this conflict in my life mm-hmm. and i have been uh, born and brought up as a catholic okay. and um, i used to go to the church regularly mm-hmm. on sundays i used to go to all these sort of uh, religious uh, classes mm-hmm. i've been to chalakudi many times for their retreat okay so uh until the age of uh, i would say almost 24 mm-hmm. i was uh in a complete denial of of my own sexuality okay because of mainly because of my religion since mm-hmm. i was so involved with my religion and mm-hmm. uh, me as as an identity identity of a catholic mm-hmm. so i i couldn't accept myself or you know at the time uh, there was no information available like right like now it is you know i we didn't have facebook or wikipedia or whatever you know mm-hmm. we didn't have access to internet at the time and uh, so getting a proper information was so difficult and Absolutely. it was a very very lonely place because i thought myself like i was the only one guy in the world who is gay and <laughs> you know i mean i didn't even recognize myself as a gay because uh, i i didn't even know the meaning at mm-hmm. the time okay and uh, so that has affected me very bad as it has affected uh, very early stages of my life very mm-hmm. badly mm-hmm. uh you know not to have enough confidence or you know i am doing something wrong you know i was always living with this uh, sort of a guilty feeling that i'm mm-hmm. doing wrong you know okay. i'm a sinner or whatever so 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 this has affected very badly and mm-hmm. now you know i'm a grown up man mm-hmm. and now i don't go to church because okay. i don't i don't connect myself as a as a as a christian absolutely i i am i'm a christian nomkivas but i don't go to church or <laughs> you know i don't follow anything mm-hmm. because i feel totally disconnected from the church okay and uh, i think uh, the the christianity as uh, or the the church as an institution has to embrace people of all kind mm. all people of all sexuality yes. all you know people of all colors and everyone in the world mm-hmm. so that 
uh, it will be a religion of acceptance as Jesus has taught us you know exactly hmm. so it's very unfortunate that uh, christianity or, or at least the church hmm. is not ready to accept us fully it's hmm. it's very it's very glad to hear such tones from uh, pope francis now mm-hmm. these days uh, he more, he's okay you know he's saying he's uh, ready to accept and so on but sure. the same way you know uh, the other people were talking you know i uh, i can accept the sinner sinners but not the sin you mm-hmm. know it's it's the same kind of tone but it's it's at least soothing to hear such words from a pope sure. but um, we do as a christians we do have a long way to go absolutely and uh, you know it, it, my life is a small example how things could go wrong if a religion does not accept its own person you know okay jab and i would like to ask you personally though <clears throat> a lot of people within the christian faith especially when they have problems with the way the church is uh, you know the kind of ideas that the church kind of forces down on them often more than not what they do a lot like our previous two callers were talking about is kind of uh, create an own their own faith for themselves so is that yes. something that you did where you said okay i may not be christian anymore but i still follow christian ideals as in the ideals yes, that christ yes, i do i do follow my christian ideals i okay. mean uh, i think because of uh, all these uh, negative things what was going mm-hmm. on my mind and my life mm-hmm. uh, now i have come to i would say even a better place where okay. i'm able to embrace other religions uh, i'm very fond of uh, buddhism i'm very mm-hmm. fond of uh, uh, you know even some part of hinduism and mm-hmm. you know uh, 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 sufism and things mm-hmm. like that and i'm more uh, kind of a spiritual person than before okay. you know i don't follow the re- uh, religion in the same way i used to do mm-hmm. but in a better way in a more you know in a more comprehensive manner i should say okay so so that has made me as a more spiritual person so absolutely i'm not saying that uh, i'm an atheist mm-hmm. i do believe in god and i do have my own um, uh, spiritual values and things like that but you know but i don't do this anymore to a medium called church. Okay. That that makes complete sense. You know, but since we have quite a few uh, believers ever, you know, openly talking about their their sexuality and their religion and their their faith, you know, making peace with it. I'd like to ask you considering the fact that you were born and brought up in a very strict Catholic family as you had said earlier. Did your uh, Catholic upbringing help you in any way deal with your sexuality or was it always against you? Like and in some way was it uh, did it help you in any way or did it actually no. was it the biggest problem you faced? No, not at all. I mean, it okay. was a big problem that okay. I faced. Mm-hmm. you know so not at all no. okay because i i also come from a christian family and i have just the opposite story saying that my my sexuality actually i i came to terms with it and i made peace with it only because of the kind of religious ideals that i had in my mind so mm-hmm. i'm quite happy with the way i was brought up i mean i'm not saying that i wasn't brought up in an orthodox i would say you're very lucky roman <laughs> <laughs> no i was it's not that i wasn't brought up in an orthodox uh, you know family i was brought up in quite a strict orthodox christian family but what they did teach me to do and maybe this is because I was brought a protestant I'm not too sure but what they did teach me to do was question things that I thought was wrong and so there were like I remember earlier on when I was a kid I, I always questioned even parts of the bible that you know generally any other orthodox person would have called me a blasphemer or an heretic or whatever but there were a lot of parts where I actually had conversations with my mother and father saying but but just this doesn't seem right you know this particular passage just seems weird and so with yeah. that kind of 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 an upbringing it wasn't very hard for me to to kind of 
of uh, obtain the kind of ideals I needed from my religious upbringing and put them towards my sexuality, which is why I made peace with myself so fast. So yeah, I think I think it's it's also the the, the way you are brought up, the family, the true. the city that you live in. Mm-hmm. You know, many things influence all absolutely, you know your beliefs as well. Mm-hmm. You know, even I was at the age of twenty three. You know, I was living abroad. Mm. But still, I was in denial inside of me, you know. I was in denial and I was praying every night, thinking that uh, somehow I'll become a straight guy the next day morning, you okay. know. I know, I know it sounds stupid. But, no, not at know, all. Absolutely not. Especially with someone with a strong faith. But it's such a sad, dark place to be, you know. I can so, imagine. So, it's... it's I, unfortunately, my religion or the church or hmm. the institution has never helped me I mean, I mean whatever the the more tolerant uh, really Christian groups have come up hmm. in the last less than 10 years I would say Absolutely. And especially from um, US and other other western countries true um, surprisingly again a large number of uh, you know uh, the Christian groups that are that are pro um, LGBT have not yet trickled down into India and I'm just waiting for that to happen because a large part of Christianity in India is still very homophobic and it's yes, really it's sad it so I think all the religious groups or all the religions in India are like that yeah. I don't I don't see any religion who who is open to it unfortunately hmm. if you see Nepal uh, being the only Hindu country in the world they are so advanced they are so progressive in, in this issue True. but being uh, being india has such a large number of hindus 80% yeah yeah and <laughs> it's uh, such a num- huge number and uh, we are not progressive a, a small country like nepal can do it and we mm. can't do it it's a shame that's exactly the, the problem is we have hindu fundamentalists in this country who are kind of screwing up i'm hindus sure that nepal too has hindu fundamentalists i don't you think know? so you, you know because when when you have um, when you have a country that is largely one religion and there are very few other minority religions to even appease or even be bothered about also mm-hmm. the, the idea that you realize that nepal had was a monarchy for a very very long time they've been a democracy hardly for a few years and their constitution sure. is not yet in place so mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen in nepal but right now the place that they are in is brilliant i must say that yeah they really they're really far ahead of their time right now and yeah. that that is very nice and i hope india takes uh, you know takes i think example. for india there's a long way to go because <laughs> very we long have been le- illegalized uh, <laughs> so now we have a very long way to go true okay uh, uh, since i have you on ajabin what would your argument be to uh, other fundamental christians across this country who are claiming that the religion of christianity is against homosexuals and against homosexual love and things uh, what would your argument be I think God would have not made me mm-hmm. in the first place as a gay mm-hmm. if he hated me. You know, sure. God does not make mistakes. Right. So if you say that I am a mistake, you are mistaking the God. True. Okay. So just shut up and go to your park. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, if you say that I am wrong, you're saying that God is wrong mm. because I see uh, the whole thing of a religion, of the whole thing as a spirituality. I see. I am a strong believer that we are the reflections of God. Absolutely. We are the manifestation of the unmanifested. Maybe you true. know. So, so it's it's only the people who judge people it's not god who judge people very you know? very true okay that that's a lovely lovely way of putting it across thank you so much for joining me jabin lovely thank talking you, to you thank you thank you bye 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 so i was jabin calling in all the way from trichy and i love having him on my show i i am in awe of this particular person but i would like more voices to come on this show it's almost 50 minutes of programming left like this sochcast tune in for more 
with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Hi and welcome back to Querlicious. We're talking about religion and homosexuality today and I I've got someone waiting to talk to me all the way from Germany. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, thank you, Romal. Hi. Yeah, do you hear me now? You're still soft, but yeah, we can manage with this volume. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. So, uh yeah, I wanted to talk about uh I'm not from a religious perspective, but maybe from a pantheist or an atheist perspective. Okay, go ahead. Um although I've, I've been brought up in a orthodox family where um, Hindu beliefs have been taught to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally chose to be a pantheist or an atheist. Okay. Uh, whatever people are calling. Mhm. So, yeah, uh, so the discussion that had been going on um if I understood uh it was um, all of the religious groups in India are very homophobic and against um the um uh, ru- uh, ruling down of Um, actually, that, that's not the real notion right now. The problem we're having in India right now is, uh, you know, there are religious organizations that have also supported the queer community, but there are a huge number of religious organizations that have gone against it. Like, for example, um, after 377 was brought back into force, we had Catholic leaders coming out and saying that they had no problem with the community and that it was wrong to be homophobic. We had a few Muslim leaders also say it. We had a few Hindu leaders, including Sri Sri Ravishankar, say that. But what is happening? is yeah. last saturday we had a protest happening in chennai where we had a group yes. of yeah, uh, cr- yeah. yeah so that's exactly why we put the show together to try and understand how religion and homosexuality can make peace with each other yeah. so go ahead tell me yeah this was one instance and then there was another instance like two weeks back uh-huh. uh, maybe in madurai that uh, yes we had uh, islamic uh, fundamentalists uh, go around so put posters yes so uh, yeah all i wanted to say from the panties we was that Uh, if religions, uh, mm-hmm. for example, uh, the uh, Abrahamic religions are the ones that uh, strongly condemn um, uh, homosexuality, and they're against, uh, they're more homophobic if uh, mm-hmm. it has to be considered. Um, so, uh, in that case, uh, what God says is like, if homosexuality is practiced, it's going to spread. I mean, whatever they say, uh, they claim that it is going to spread and going to destroy the humanity. It's well and good. It's fine. If that is what has nature had decided, then that has to happen. Mm-hmm. So that is, I mean, that is the panties perspective uh, of what I see. See this as a problem for those solution as solution for the problems that they pose. Okay. So I mean, this is my stand on it. I mean, if if they consider this is going to lead to the, uh, you know, ultimate uh, wiping out of human race, then mm-hmm. that has to happen. Let it happen. <laughs> so they have to have the uh, in acceptance of um, letting this. Uh, this whole evolutionary process happened if they believe that homosexuality is going to wipe out completely human race. Yeah, but, but you also realize that a lot of them have a problem with the idea of evolution itself, so... Yeah, I mean, they do have, but I mean, uh, in my perspective, what I say is that if they claim that they had, uh, I mean, this um, supporting homosexuality is going to, you know, wipe out human race, mm-hmm. then then some point of time it has to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen the next day. So, over the process if it has to happen let it happen so that's my stand on this and this is what I wanted to just come there okay thank you so much for calling in where are you calling in again from where in Germany I'm getting in okay thank you so much for calling in you know, lovely talking to you yeah okay thank bye you. bye bye so that was Vinod calling all the way from Germany like this Sochcast tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store 
Hi and welcome back to Queerlicious with me, Romal. It's 18 minutes past 8 o'clock and we're talking about religion on Queerlicious. Today we're talking about religion and it's dealing with homosexuality. I've been reading a lot about how religions across the world are trying to explain that their religions are not against homophobia. But a lot of them also claim that they're against homosexuality, which is a very, very, uh, I don't know, a very hard difference for me to make in my head. So we are not necessarily homosexual. homophobic but we do not support homosexuals this is something that is happening a lot across the world especially within islamic circles and christian circles um i've been reading quite a few articles about um very very strong and influential islamic leaders saying that islam is not necessarily homophobic but at the same time it considers the homosexual act sinful this is quite much like um the judgment that was passed recently by the supreme court 377 which basically says that well we do not have a problem with your identities but we do consider the sexual act to be wrong so uh, i don't know if 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 it's something for us to rejoice about how the law is actually representing religion or whether religion is representing law or whether it was a, a fluke or it, whether it was a coincidence but all that apart i've gotten a few messages from people vijay kumar writes in to say it's strange that religious bigots be they hindu or bigots be they hindu muslim or christian are united against us they are daggers drawn against each other You know surprisingly Vijay a lot of people have been saying this that thankfully at least something has brought all the religions together be it their homophobia and that's something that we definitely need to be really worried about I I don't know if there's something to rejoice but the fact that um, their united homophobia is bringing them together is definitely something that I need to be worried about and I think all of us as a community need to be worried about I'd like to read um, this really popular piece written by Mehdi Hassan which has been uh, creating a lot of uh, opinion against it and for it Mehdi Hassan is uh, a very important and a very influential um I mean uh, Islamic writer and he is basically uh, known across the world for uh, he is basically contributing writer for the New Statesman and the political director of the Huffington Post UK where this article is where I've taken this article from so uh, I'm going to quickly read through that article and um, let's see what Mehdi Hassan has to say to the season of apologies specifically grabbling apologies made by some of the finest academic brains for homophobic remarks remarks they've made in public The Cambridge University theologian Dr. Tim Winter, one of the UK's leading Islamic scholars, apologized on 2nd May after footage emerged showing him calling homosexuality the ultimate inversion and an inexplicable aberration. The YouTube clip is at least 15 years old and does not in any way represent my present views. We have we all have our youthful enthusiasms and we all move on the harvard historian um professor neil ferguson apologized unreservedly on 4th may for stupid and insensitive comments in which he claimed that the economist john maynard keynes hadn't cared about the long run because he was gay and had no intention of having any children dare i add my non academic non an intellectual voice to the mix i want to issue my own apology because i've made some pretty inappropriate comments in the past too you may or may not be surprised to learn that as a teenager i was one of those wannabe macho kids who crudely deployed gay as a mark of abuse you will probably be shocked to discover that shamefully even in my 20s i was still making the odd disparaging remark about homosexuality it's now 2013 and i'm 33 years old my own youthful enthusiasm is thankfully if belatedly behind me what happened well for a start 
I grew up. Bigotry and demonization of difference are usually the hallmark of immature and childish minds. But if I'm honest, something else happened too. I acquired a more nuanced understanding of my Islamic faith, a better appreciation of its morals, values and capacity for tolerance. Now that's something that I definitely wanted to read. Uh, what happened? Well, for a start, I grew up. <laughs> Before we go any further, he continues... Uh, a bit of a background. I was attacked heavily a few weeks ago by some of my co-religionists for suggesting in these pages that too many Muslims in this country have a Jewish problem and that we blithely ignore the rampant anti-Semitism in our own backyard. I hope I won't provoke the same shrieks of outrage and denial when I say that many Muslims also have a problem, if not with homosexuals, then with homosexuality. In fact, in 2009, a poll by Gallup founded that... British Muslims have zero tolerance towards homosexuality. None of the 500 British Muslims interviewed interviewed, believed that homosexual acts were morally acceptable, The Guardian reported in May that year. Some more background. Orthodox Islam, like orthodox interpretations of the other Abrahamic faiths, views homosexuality as a sinful and usually... It views homosexuality as sinful and usually defines marriage as only ever a heterosexual union. This isn't to say that there is no debate on the subject. In April, the Washington Post profiled Dai Abdullah, who is believed to be the only publicly gay imam in the West. If you have any same-sex marriages, the Post quotes him as saying, I am available. Meanwhile, the gay Muslim scholar Scott Siraj al-Haq Kugle, who teaches Islamic studies at Emory University in the United States, says that notions such as gay or lesbian are not even mentioned in the Quran. He blames Islam hos- Islam's hostility towards homosexuality on a misreading of texts by ultra- ultra-conservative mullahs. And in 2011... In, in his 2011 book, Reading the Quran, the British Muslim intellectual and writer Ziauddin Sardar argues that there is absolutely no evidence that the Prophet punished anyone for homosexuality. Sardar says the demonization of homosexuality in Muslim history is based largely on fabricated traditions and the unreconstituted prejudice harbored by most Muslim societies. He highlights verse 31 of chapter 24 of the Quran, in which we come across men who have no sexual desire, who can witness the charms of women. I must add here that Abdullah, Kugle and Sardar are in tiny minority. As as are members of gay Muslim groups such as Iman. Most mainstream Muslim scholars, even self-identified progressives and moderates such as Imam Hanza Yusuf in the United States and Prof- Professor Tariq Ramadan in the UK, consider homosexuality to be a grave sin. The Quran, after all, explains Explicitly condemns the people of Lot for approaching males, 26, chapter 26, verse 165, and for lusting on men in preference to women, chapter 7, verse 81, and describes marriage as an institution that is gender-based and procreative. What about me? Where do I stand on this? For years, I've been reluctant to answer questions on the subject. I was afraid of the homophobe tag. I didn't want my gay friends and colleagues to look at me with horror, suspicion, or disdain. So let me be clear, yes. I'm progressive. I'm a progressive who supports a secular society in which you do not impose your faith on others and in which the government, no matter how big or small, must always stay out of the bedroom. But I am also, to Richard Dawkins' continuing disappointment, a believing Muslim. And as a result, I do struggle with the issue of homosexuality. As a supporter of secularism, I'm willing to accept same-sex weddings in a state-sanctioned register office on grounds of equity. As a believer in Islam, however, I insist that no more 
mosque be forced to hold one against its wishes. If you're gay, that doesn't mean I want to discriminate against you, belittle you or bully you, abuse you or offend you. Not at all. I don't want to go back to the dark days of criminalization and the imprisonment of gay men and women of Section 28 and legalized discrimination, which is basically the Section 377 in India. I'm disgusted by the violent repression and persecution of gay people across the Muslim-majority world. I cringe as I watch footage of buffoonish Mahmoud Ahmadinejad claiming in Iran we don't have homosexuals, we do not have this phenomenon. I feel sick to my stomach when I read accounts of how in the late 1990s the Taliban in Afghanistan buried gay men alive and then toppled brick walls on top of them. Nor is this an issue only in the Middle East or South Asia. In March, a Muslim caller to a radio station in New York stunned the host and I've got a caller. Hi, welcome to Querlicious. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Romal. This is Javin again. Hi, Javin. Yeah, tell me. Um, well, I just wanted to, you know, uh, share some information about um, uh, the the religion mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I know Vinod was calling from Germany. He yes. was talking about atheism and he feels about it. And, uh, you know, religion has long been as a as a medium through which people can approach God, you know. True. But this medium itself has killed millions and millions or even billion people in the past century. True. Through various conflicts around the world. You take anything from uh, Vaishnava and Saiba conflict here in uh, in India or you take uh, the Crusades mm-hmm. in the Middle East or what is going on right now. Uh, with uh, with the terrorist uh, group, Muslim terrorist groups, and other others, and things like that. So, in the name of religion, so much has so much uh, damage has been done to the humanity. Absolutely, and uh, mm-hmm. it's so sad that uh, you know it is it is even if even if we say that uh, the world or the hum- the humankind has progressed so much uh, in in case of technology in case mm-hmm. of uh, intelligence and in, in case of un- uh, understanding the nature the space and you know we are able to spend uh, i mean send missions to mars and things like that but we are not able to come out of this uh, closet called religion you know <laughs> okay and uh, it's it's very sad that we are having uh, troubles you know, even still now, even if the humankind has uh, evolved so much uh, in case of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to say uh, to the people who are protesting uh, against homosexuality in Marina Beach, mm-hmm. you know, it's better they go do their work, what Jesus taught us, you know, go help the poor, mm-hmm. go help, uh, go reconstruct the the church that is crumbling, mm-hmm. crumbling behind, you know, in, in our feet mm-hmm. and go see the churches in Europe, go mm-hmm. see the churches in, uh, uh, in the in United States, it's empty mm-hmm. and people are, you know, it, it is very, it is very uh, sad to see the, the people are not, don't care about things that they are supposed to care rather you know they're very much worried about uh, homosexuals who that, that they think that uh, we, we are going to you know spoil their religion mm-hmm. you know so I think <coughs> the people who are protesting in, in Marina Beach you know they are completely uh, wrong mm-hmm. you know they are wrongly motivated and mm-hmm. that I, I better they spend time in a more constructive way than a destructive manner completely agree with you Javan thank you so much for calling in (laughs) thank you then thank you bye
So that was Jabin again calling in from Trichy, and let me quickly go back to that article that I was reading about. So, um, on the other hand, you have extremist, fundamental Muslims, fundamentalist Muslims, coming out and claiming that Islam is. you know all about jihad and it's all about following extremely strict sharia code and things like that so you know at the end of the day when a majority of the people within a religion do not believe in these extremists and what they stand for it's about time that they actually took to you know took to the media came out and actually said what they stand for and what the religion means to them that's definitely something that we have to think about so uh, stick around for that and uh, this is me saying good night